Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 351. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for watching us. As always, we are coming to you uh, through two different ways. One is audio, and that's going to be all podcast formats, all podcast platforms. Find us available at Finding Arizona podcast. And the second form is actually going to be video format on our website and on our YouTube page. So if you want just the video, then you can go over to our YouTube page at uh, youtube.com slash finding Arizona podcast. And then on top of that, if you want to just go to our website, website has everything you could possibly imagine. But that being said, today is episode number 351 with Vanessa, who is a fellow podcaster. I encourage you guys to check out all of her links below. We always connect her stuff and everyone else's stuff to every episode so that you can go find them yourself. Uh, that being said, I encourage you guys to go over to our website, check out everyone who's over there, go check out their links, go and check out everything that they have to offer. But on top of that go check out our uh, newsletter which is a little bit more the official side if you just want to know who's coming into our doors who's going to be uh, coming up into uh, next week and the following week and then on top of that you want promo codes that's the place to be but if you want a little bit more of the personal side i get it you want to get into the weeds and you want to understand why they do what they do or how is this happening well that is going to be our blog our blog is a little bit more of the personal side of our life that considers our family uh what we're into and also what what is going on in our community uh all that is just to say we have a wonderful website we have wonderful social media that's finding arizona podcast under everything uh youtube uh instagram twitter and facebook i hope that you guys are connecting with us because we want to know who want who you want to come in next because that is the best part about our communication with you we get to understand who's in the community who's coming out and being uh very vocal about what they do who's the next big thing that is why we do what we do we are finders and we hope that you guys will help us find the next big best thing here in the valley that being said uh let's just jump right into it episode number 351 with vanessa uh i will see you on the next episode and as always we end our intros with kisses hugs and belly rubs i will see you next time welcome back everybody to the finding arizona podcast i'm your host jose as always we bring in fantastic guests every week and today's no different i have a very wonderful speech that i want to just get this uh situated because i want to make sure that i say this right ladies and gentlemen i would love to introduce vanessa who is an accomplished writer podcaster she has published two newsletters one is called meeting in the middle which includes her podcast i hadn't considered that and for uh, that's for everything navigating life singlehood and dating in the midlife and then her other uh her other newsletter being late to my own party which is a free newsletter about diagnose uh late diagnose adhd welcome vanessa glad to have you thank you so much for having me I just want to say that uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to discuss today. But again, just one of the greatest things that I could just say is when we have two podcasters on the like two individual podcasters, I have no doubt it's going to be a fun conversation. So let's just get started. And I'll just ask you the question that we ask everyone is just give us your origin story. How does writing and podcasting come into your life and your world? And how did this all come to be? Well, thanks so much for asking. So I have always been a creative person. And so growing up, I had 
such a love for words. I was an avid reader. And I think that I wrote my first short story when I was in the third grade and I put it on index cards nice. and gave it to my third grade teacher. And I have no idea what it was about, but it was apparently hilarious because she called up my parents and were like, I, I can't believe what your child <laughs> did. And that sort of like sparked this love for me. But I have gone through periods of my life where I have been really in tune with that or completely disconnected from it. So I went to college and I majored in English and I did a lot of creative writing in college and I loved it so much. And it was so much of who I was. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated from college. I became a high school English teacher and was so emerged into that world of words. But teaching is hard. And I kind of got to the point where I was frustrated, left that behind and went into a corporate world. And so I kind of talk about like, I I sort of othered, I became this other person where I became Mm -hmm. sort of this corporate person. I became a wife, I became a mother. And this creative side of me was just put on a back burner because it didn't seem like it was a reasonable pursuit. I had all yeah. of these things that were just so linear and concrete that needed my attention. Mm-hmm. And then I went through my first divorce. I'm twice divorced. I went through my first divorce. And the way I processed that was I started to write again and okay. I loved it. And it was such a connection to myself and I got so much out of it. But then again, um, I got remarried and I got promotions in my job and that pull toward the, what I call that sort of rational side of life where that's what adults do adults don't have creative pursuits took over and so when i got divorced the second time um it was really hard for me mm-hmm. and so my way to process all of that was to write and yeah. i started a blog just threw it up out there and a friend of mine who was reading it gave me a book called um why we write about ourselves hmm. and there was a lady in there um Kelly Corrigan, who was an editor for Medium. Okay. And I didn't yeah, know yeah. what Medium was. And I checked it out and realized that people could take essays that they'd written and just publish it. And so I said, okay, well, maybe I'll just do that. And I threw it out there. And then overwhelmingly, I, I had an audience yeah. and quickly and wow. amazing input and people that were saying, you know, thank you so much for putting these words out there. I feel the same way. I didn't realize that I wasn't mm-hmm. alone. And I lean into that and that became such a place for me to process what I was experiencing. And I did that for years and um, grew quite the following on Medium to where I realized that this pull toward this creative side of me um, was no longer something that I wanted to ignore. And so I kind of had that, I called, that was my, that was the beginning of my midlife crisis. And I had the most epic and beautiful and glorious midlife crisis. I don't call it a midlife crisis. It was my midlife awakening. Awesome. And that was a huge part of it. It's like, I'm going to do this and this is going to be for me. And I'm going to stop with the narrative that tells me I can't do this. And That's wonderful. the podcast grew from that. And um, I've this has been my full-time job since March of this year. And uh, I have no intention of turning back. That's wonderful. I love hearing stories like this. This is, again, I... I you probably um, kind of can feel this where you're hearing where you're divulging a lot of your life and just kind of how that experience is um, felt and, and, and reverberated back to you in those kind of ways. And so for myself, it's just like, um, 
it is a level of vulnerability and a level of like you you don't know what to expect especially uh when it comes to the internet so for myself i just i want to say kudos for for being as vulnerable as you have especially throughout the different uh, periods of your life and i know for someone who's also you know writing this down and writing your thoughts it can be um kind of cathartic in a in a sense that you're you know laying this all out and allowing your mind to just uh reset and so i just again it is hard for me enough to divulge a little bit of my life throughout this podcast because i never really wanted it to be about me i really my focus when i started this was just one of those opportunities of like well, I don't know what I have here. I, I'm very like new to it all. I just, I very want to, um, I, my, my approach was like, I just want to help people. I just want, um, right. you know, I always felt like, you know, these stories that I hear. And when I started was I was screen printing and helping business owners, um, you know, get t-shirts and things like that printed out. But I was hearing these stories and I was just kind of like, well, why aren't, you know, there should be a collection of these. These are really great stories and businesses that should be collected somewhere. And so I just, you know, took it upon myself to like grab the microphones, grab every piece of equipment that I could and do it myself. And just kind of like, again, it was really that focus was like, it's about them. It's like, I want to hear what they have to say. But again, as I've gotten further along and you start to, you know, understand it's like you give a little to get a little, I've started to right. allow myself to open up and uh, be more personal in my experience with the one-to-ones. And so I just want you to know how much like, again, you've been through a lot and you've been through so many different experiences than I have. So it's just incredible that you've put them down somewhere and you have them to look upon and reflect upon, but allow others to do the same. So I, I say kudos to that because it's not easy it's definitely not easy it's not but it is so worthwhile because the more that I do that the more that I connect back into myself Mm -hmm. and the more that I am recognizing parts of me that have kind of been dormant or that I haven't given much attention to yeah and the more I do that the more I feel human the more I feel in general Mm -hmm. and allowing me to do that allows me to connect with other people that might be experiencing similar things. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where I have gotten so much satisfaction from this journey Mm -hmm. is that whenever somebody comes to me and says that I just said what they needed to hear, Mm -hmm. that makes me feel good. That makes me feel like I am doing something that not only benefits myself, but that it's reaching other people. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't expecting that. And There are times that I've been vulnerable and shared information and I've had people on the interwebs who have come back to me and man, they're not kind. Yeah. And you have to like take a breath and say, okay, that's not reality. That person Mm -hmm. is speaking from a place of their own experience and they have to deal with that. I'm not here to, I'm not here to to stomach that. Yeah. That's not for me to absorb. Um, But so much of what I I'm doing and what led to the two different Substack newsletters connected to me realizing that there's a community mm-hmm. that needs to be built because I felt like I was experiencing things that nobody was talking about mm-hmm. or that we hadn't acknowledged or given ourselves the ability to just speak freely about. 
Yeah. And that's, um, you know, the, a, a woman's middle-aged perspective. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, just recently, uh, my late in life ADHD diagnosis, mm-hmm. that for, it's important for me to have that community. And I want to create that space for anybody else mm-hmm. who needs it to bring them into that to say, okay, I got you. Yeah. You're not alone. We're all going to figure this out together. Absolutely. I, I find that so um, endearing because again, it's like, it's what we start or it's what it turned into essentially where, you know, I just was like, I want to help people. And then it turned into, well, now we have a couple of people that we've, you know, a group of these, um, you know, episodes and people who want to build something like they wanted to come back and they want to, you know, start something t- to help, you know, continue this podcast to, con- you know, live on. And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm realizing, well, we're, we're doing it. We're in the moment here. We're having them um, look at us as the people who, who will start it. So yeah, it was really a, a, a like realization click where it's like, oh man, like, yeah, this is something. So, you know, the fact that now our mission is, is really about the hearing those stories and allowing them to become a, a, a part of this group and part of this community that we're sharing here. It's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun for me because it, it's affected not only me but you know my entire family and my life in general. Just is just filled with these beautiful individuals and businesses and groups and nonprofits that you know just really want to share their stories and share who they are to the community. That's so wonderful. What great work you're doing. Thank That's you amazing. very much. Um, so let's kind of get into. I want to again. Uh, I I brought this opportunity to share your words, the story of your words and just how they've um, kind of built your life in a sense, and just kind of also want to kind of split the two things where you're one part writer and one part podcast. I would love to understand how you approach kind of that, that, I guess, that hop and leap over into uh, the physical aspect of like writing versus speaking. Yeah, you know, they're very different things. And when I launched the podcast, um, I I had folks that had encouraged me to do that. I'd actually been a guest on someone's podcast and they Mm -hmm. said, I don't understand why you're not doing this yourself because you have great stories and you're a great storyteller. And I suffer from massive imposter syndrome. And so it is hard for me to just say, oh, yes, I do. I'll go ahead and do that. So I sat on that for quite some time. And then I said, well, why not? Why would I not do that? And yeah. and like you, um, I, I recognize that there are people that had amazing stories that I wanted to further discussions and open up a way for there to be more communication about topics mm-hmm. and for people to grow in their understanding of the world by looking at things differently. And that's where the title of the podcast came from, which is I hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. And it started out originally as more conversation based where I had folks that would come on the podcast and like you have guests and mm-hmm. we talk about certain topics and it was trying to figure out the space in my life where the podcast lived was mm-hmm. difficult in the beginning because it's so different from writing. Yeah. Writing is a deeply personal and singular experience. Mm -hmm. So just to give you an example of of what the writing process looks like for me is uh, my daughter is home from college, Mm -hmm. which is super fun. I'm an empty nester. Um, She's in the next room, uh, binge watching catfish. 
Nice. <laughs> with the dog. Nice. Um, it's, I'm really glad that you can't actually see the rest of the room because um, Tornado Car Caroline has hit and uh, it's up, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And we went to the airport yesterday to pick up her best friend who is home from college as well. Yeah. And I had this absolute moment of overwhelming joy driving with these girls in my car like I had, you know, four years ago when mm -hmm. they were, you know, freshmen and a, a sophomore yeah. in high school. And just, I wanted, I felt such emotion and joy that I told myself, I, I want to, I want to capture this. Yeah. Because it's, it's not only just for me and honoring that and acknowledging it and, and celebrating it, but also just kind of putting it out there to be recognized, um, mm -hmm. especially if, you know, people are on the verge of being empty nesters, perhaps they find it and they mm -hmm. get some comfort from that. Absolutely. And so I dropped Caroline off at her friend's house and I came mm -hmm. home and immediately opened up the, uh, the computer and I opened up a draft and I just started just typing away and I will write fast and furious. Mm -hmm. And just everything, get everything, because I have to get it out of my head and quickly or else yeah. it's gone. Yeah. It's absolutely gone. And so I just go and I go and go and then I just sit on it and then I find a quiet space where there's some inspiration and I go back to it. And that's where I enjoy sort of crafting it and choosing the words and, and taking mm -hmm. more thoughtful time to tie them together in a way with transitions or more reflection or expand or, or cut. Yeah. And that sort of process is, that's where I feel like the creation happens, where there's molding. Yeah. When you have a podcast, it is, um, I script the podcasts mm -hmm. and now I hadn't considered that is um, me mm -hmm. alone um, because I, I feel like when I started my creative journey, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. <laughs> like, I do that. It I, happens. Uh, I will. Yeah. That's hello. ADHD. Um, and so putting it so that it's just myself for a shorter period of time, um, really kind of delving into a certain topic is great. And I find things that I'm passionate mm -hmm. about. Um, one of the episodes of the podcast, I was reading um, a book by Betty Friedan, who she had done a study on the absence of images of people later in life in yeah. magazines. Yeah. And I was fascinated by this. So I recreated the study modern and yeah. you know 40 years after she had done it actually i think it was like yeah it was 40 years after she yeah. had done that and that was my podcast episode that's to awesome bring information and insight to people so that they're thinking about themselves in the world and noticing things in a different way so yeah. i think the podcast is i still have to choose my words very carefully um, yeah but being able to just speak is wonderful uh, my brain works faster than my mouth which is very <laughs> difficult yeah for me. same same yeah it's just it's like it's just it's on there. well then it's also for me and you're different because you can it's so this is faster than this and then this is faster than this so yeah. i just again it's like it's you know i i think for me i have to take the extra step of like i'm gonna voice audio record myself if i'm doing like a blog and then try to then like you go back as as I can to structure and kind of create a more <laughs> visual beauty to it. <laughs> right. I will do the voice dictation for an essay. 
Mm-hmm. If I am in a space where I don't have the computer, I have done that in my car many times. Nice. Because I have to get the idea out. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm just talking to myself about it, yeah. um, then at least I clear it out of my head and I have a draft and I have something that I'm thinking about because Train I just I I think all the time. Like it does not shut off here. And so yeah. I have I will think about something in my head that I want to write about. And then sometimes it's just gone. Yeah. And the same and thing I, happens to me. I'm I'm a creative like draw like a, a doodler sketch and and graphic artist and so sometimes she, my wife will come up with a saying or I'll come up with like and I have to like jot it down because if I don't or put it in my notes so that if I go back and like oh you know I don't have time to like doodle it or kind of draw it up right now but at least I'll have the train of thought of like oh yeah that was a good idea maybe I can create it again or from what i was thinking about before so yes i've definitely been where you are it's just like the using utilizing the notes app and utilizing that moment of like i need to put it down somewhere so that i can go back to it right because there have been times when i have driven in the car and had a whole conversation with myself thinking i should have written all of that down and now it's gone yeah, um, I keep a, a notepad in my purse. Like I have to have something nice. by me all the time to get that idea yeah. and that thought out. Yeah. Um, I have, I think in my medium account, I have probably 300 unfinished drafts. drafts. <laughs> I just, I, and then some, because sometimes I go back to it and I don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just yeah, a that, that motion moment. or something is is you know you've either been cathartic enough to release those emotions and and it's not the same as it was when you first drafted it, or it's a, something that again it's just like well this is a you're still not in that moment you're still not in the reflective emotional state where you can you know diverge or kind of devolve uh, dissolve like uh, explain it a little bit better. And so I think, you know, you were doing it just right. And I think you have a great, great appetite for this kind of um, writing and, and, and experience that you're you're putting out there. So I would like to go back to understanding kind of this emotional state of where you're being empathetic with your daughter and her friend and just kind of like, has it always been a part of your life of this empathy in your family or just kind of like, is that something just with you? Um, I, I am a very empathetic person. I'm mm-hmm. a very, I'm a highly sensitive person. Yeah. I am a very empathetic, um, almost sometimes bordering on hypervigilance. Um, I'm learning the difference between hypervigilance and empathy and trying to understand where my life crosses over. Yeah. Um, but I also, um, am learning a lot about, uh, how my brain works because of, ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sensitivity within me that increases because of that. I just feel things immensely. Mm -hmm. And so I also have found that I am a very observant person. I am an introvert. Mm -hmm. So I like to watch and I like to see what other people are doing. And I like to be, I'm, I'm happy being in the back of the room seeing what's going on around me without having to participate in the middle of it. And because yeah. of that, I think I, I I find ways to notice things and to pay attention to what's going on around me that I'm absorbing it. Yeah. I also firmly believe that the key to happiness is looking for and finding joy wherever we can. 
And I think that as we grow older and as we become adults, we sort of lose that sense of wonder and joy about the Mm. world. Mm -hmm. And I want to find that. And uh, so I, I look for everyday experiences and try to wrestle them to the ground and see what I can pull out of that. And the same thing happens with conversations. I believe, and, and part of yeah. the the genesis of the podcast, I think that everybody has a story to tell. It's on us to find the time and the space to let them share that with us. Mm-hmm. So when you Brief. meet someone and you're talking to someone, um, what is the story that they have? Because everyone, I, I think people are fascinating. Absolutely Me fascinating. Me too. I think every, I want to just, (laughs) I just want to live within moments as much as I possibly can. Yeah. I, um, I just, again, I'm like, I'm on the same boat as you. There's this level of like the fascination of everyone has that like one story or something that they like, it's ingrained in them. They have it perfectly set where they have the beginning, middle and end. They have all of the kind of pinpoints of like an actual movie story that they can really rely on. They've told it hundreds and hundreds of times for me that's like it's like a book in a library like i want to have it so that i can also remember it but also just capture it too it's like a capturing a beautiful butterfly and allowing it to like be examined and then you just let it go into the world and so for me the every single time i do this it's really i, I reflect upon it afterwards with my wife or I just reflect upon it on, on myself something about just like taking taking it in and taking um those stories and just allowing uh reflection upon them it's just like really cool because for me i get all the time like uh people ask that know me who know that i do the podcast like my favorite thing that they ask is like who's coming up next like like who who you got in next and so i'm the librarian uh, i got this person coming up next because they're doing this and they're really cool because this story that they told me, you're going to love it. You get, you know, that sort of thing. And so for me, it's just really beautiful that there are so many active individuals out there that want to, to do this and want to, again, I don't mind how many people want to just do the exact same thing as me. It's just collect stories or give their own stories, allow the, you know, share their own because again it's important to to have as many spaces as many communities as many opportunities to share that level of like you're not alone yeah i have feel these exact same things and so for me now as i'm getting a my son is turning two um i've done a couple of episodes that are fatherly like podcasts that are father related so i'm I'm hoping to continue that after you know forward and and just again it's like those moments where again i'm like this is my life now like this is something that i want to share this is something that i think is important those episodes where also it's like a legacy piece for him it's like hey look look what dad did look good look dad was feeling yes when i first started writing after my first divorce my daughter was only two Oh, wow. When her dad and I split up. And one of the things that I realized in going back to the writing and what I struggled with is coming out of that divorce is that I'd become so far away from the person that I knew that Mm -hmm. part of why I wanted to write was so that my daughter had that legacy of 
when I am open and um, authentic and vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, my daughter has something that she uh, that I I can have for her that is a sort of a chronicle of her mother, where she knows her mother. My yeah. mother, my daughter reads. Uh, my blog. She she has read me on Medium. She loves when I write about her, uh, <laughs> and and she just um, I, I never ever wanted to write anything that she wasn't going to be proud of. Yeah, that absolutely. has been my litmus, and and because uh, I think probably more so than she wants me to be proud of her, I want her to be proud of me. Absolutely, and that's been such a driving force. Is um is what I'm saying, telling the story of who I am in a way that allows other people to genuinely know who I am, mm -hmm. especially my child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that has been uh, just critical for me. And, and it's interesting, as you mentioned, your podcast, you know, sort of bringing on guests and talking about some fatherly issues. I have found that my content has followed my life and and morphed sometimes into uh, where where am I going right now? And that's where yeah. you know a, a Substack that focuses on challenges of midlife, um, because like I said, I had the most beautiful midlife awakening ever, and then you know just recently um, a lot of passion around the uh, ADHD neurodivergent space because yeah. it, it that was such a bombshell to me, and I am shocked at. Uh, how many people are in that space with me? Mm -hmm. It absolutely blows my mind that I'm looking at it. I was just in Bookman's yesterday, and uh, the number of books about ADHD, particularly I don't focus on children, mm -hmm. are minimal, very minimal. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. about 3% of uh, people uh, suffer from ADHD. I would suffer, wouldn't be a, a some of us suffer, some of us are empowered by it, mm -hmm. um, compared to 1% of folks um, have OCD. But yeah, okay, there were yeah. twice as many books on the shelf about OCD than there were about ADHD, ADHD. but three times the people that are experiencing difficulties mm -hmm. with that. So looking yeah. at this going, we need to have this conversation. I need to have this conversation um, as much as you are looking for connection regarding your role as a father. Yeah, And so it's beautiful when you can recognize that own need for you and then invite other people into that space to mm -hmm. help you grow because you're acknowledging that and then allowing them to not only grow themselves, but to feel like they're giving something back as a father. So kudos to you. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I Again, I appreciate, again, all of the understanding that you are kind of giving and giving us that kind of level of like how you approach even doing kind of this is how you level out or kind of kind of start to understand what you want to do in life and then for us it's about podcasting but again it's like that understanding of like these are the things in my life that I'm focused on I admit to needing help even like as I'm trying to learn it so let me allow, you know, give, give me, I'm looking for guidance at like, I'm asking for help. This is my way of asking for help. Give me the guidance. So that's really great. Thank you again. I, I just, you, you, I think we are on the same page as far as how we approach a lot of, a lot of things with our podcasts and, and who we are as individuals too. Um, so I'd love to kind of pivot towards your, um, your aha moment, or just kind of like, 
how you, this podcast world and the writing, and now you're now starting to become a full-time, you know, this becoming a full-time thing. Where was that? Like, where did it become that aha moment of like, this has to become a full-time thing, or do I need to make this a full-time thing? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, I had a 22-year career mm -hmm. um, running large-scale master plan communities. Oh, wow. After I quit teaching. Yeah, that is that is some hard work, let oh, me yeah. tell you, because you are like, nobody likes you, right? Like, nobody likes you. Like, you're the HOA person. And like, that's, yeah. a, that's a rough world to be in. Yeah. And as we've already established, I am a sensitive little flower. Yeah. So You're taking in all of those heated conversations. <laughs> oh my God. And as an empath, I'm just like, I would get in my car and just like wilt the second I got in my car. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I gotta, this is hard living. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I got divorced five years ago and started writing and I continued to, to do it sort of on the side, not necessarily as a business venture, Mm -hmm. um, but something that gave me satisfaction, personal satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And what I realized probably about a year and a half ago is that I could do this and manage this full time if I did some planning. And there yeah. were a number of changes that I saw coming up in my life, namely mm -hmm. that my, my daughter was going to be going off to college mm -hmm. because uh, as a single mom, so much of my life has been focused on her and taking yeah. care of her and you do what you need to do to make sure that there's stability. But then it got to the point where now it's just me. Mm -hmm. And I think I had burned out so much in my life. And I was starting to really struggle with my work because as I started to become more connected to myself um, in my midlife, I realized that there was part of me that I loved that mm -hmm. was just shoved back into that corner and it didn't feel real anymore. Mm. And I was depressed and um, I was anxious a lot because I didn't feel like I was fully being who I was. And so I realized, okay, um, housing market's great. Also, uh, I sold my house. Uh, I downsized to, I live in downtown Phoenix nice. uh, in a 775 square foot apartment, just downsized everything. I'm like, okay, yeah. I have a cushion. I, I worked, I took all of my money from writing and I paid off all of my debt so that I could leave a steady nine to five job and pursue the creative side of it mm -hmm. so that I could live a life that finally I had allowed myself to have. And I think that um, one of my favorite quotes is from Mary Oliver. Mm -hmm. That is, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And my mm -hmm. aha moment was realizing that my one wild and precious life was not going to be spent sending people letters to tell them that their trash can was left out an extra day. Like that is not in my life plan anymore. That's not who I want to be. <laughs> It's a good, right? good, so, good choice. First right? off, <laughs> right? What do I want to do? I want to connect with people. I want to sit in my feelings, and it's interesting now because when people ask me what do I do, <laughs> it really is kind of that simple. Oh God, what do I? What do I do? I used to have an answer that was awful, and, and then people like you go to a dinner party, and, and people are like, "Well, what do you do?" And it's like, "Oh, I run a large scale HOA," and then they like scamper away super fast. They don't want to talk to you. They don't like you anymore. But when I tell people, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer and a podcaster, and then people say, 
what do you write about? And I'm like, I write about my feelings, Deborah. I write about all of my feelings. I have 897. I have to feel 42 every single day. So I have to write about at least 12 of them or else I'm going to implode, Deborah. That's what I do. That's beautiful. Looks at me like I, I either she hugs me or she scampers away as well. But it's sort of the, you know, the culling of the herd, the people that yeah. are my people are going to lean in and they're like, oh, mm. I want to know all about this. And especially when I, when I tell them, um, I write a lot about women's issues and mm -hmm. I speak a lot about things that are connected to our experiences as people in midlife who feel absolutely invisible. And I also now address um, issues that are surrounding neurodivergence that mm -hmm. people aren't talking about because I think there's a vast amount of us that are either late in life diagnosed or completely undiagnosed. And we've just been living our whole lives feeling awful. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I just don't want people to feel awful anymore. So it got to the point where I was so compelled by my creative pursuits mm -hmm. that I said, I'm going to find a way to make this happen because I can't live my life anymore, not making this happen. Yeah. And so figuring it out becomes the necessity because um, if I didn't, I wasn't going to be living and I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And that's part of that midlife awakening of, I don't have another 30 years left to squander, not being who I am and doing what I want, because uh, I, I think that especially as women, we pride ourselves on being selfless mm -hmm. and putting other people first. And so we don't recognize who we are. And I realized that the time had come where I was going to allow myself to be who I was and to do what I want without having to explain that to anyone. Beautiful. And it's been fun. Good. Good. I'm I'm so happy for you. And that's really great. I really truly inspiring for me too as well as someone again i'm I, i'm nowhere near the kind of uh at the vulnerable point of like having to i don't know i think i i we love what we do here at the podcast but it's not our our main you know it's not our main uh uh jobs and for us it was one of those moments too when the little guy was born or, or becoming we knew about him I had to make a choice of like, do I stay with where I'm working at or do I try and find new opportunities so that I can work from home and be his full-time caretaker? Because mm -hmm. for both of my wife and I, we chose, you know, not to have someone else raise our son, especially being Native American. Um, I wanted someone to teach him our culture and someone to be there to allow him to understand where he comes from. And so that is something that I was like, that's where I stand. That's kind of my line. And I was able to find a place where I can um, work a split shift and and do that time with him and be his full-time caretaker. And I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world because that those, again, it's like the, the being the tangible and those moments of like, look, I, I chose this life. I want this because I know that I would rather be working those weird hours, but spending all that time, as much time to be with him, to share those moments of growth, share those moments of, of reading a book, having lunch together, going outside and understanding um, the different uh, languages that you're allowed to, to speak and, and experience and just, you know, give him that opportunity that, you know, 
I didn't really get as my own for my own childhood. So it's just, again, I really, really, that was something that's like, that's what I want for him. That's what I want. And that's the life I chose. And again, I love it. I wouldn't change anything right now because we have a blast. Thank you so much. Um, so we're reaching the end here and I always end the, I always like to end our, lead our conversation in the end here to goals and, and uh, opportunities or events that you have coming up in the future. But it's like, for you, I know that you're a constant, uh, moving target. So is there something that, um, you know, maybe it's just like for the, for the holidays or something that you're looking forward to for your writing, for the podcast? That's a great question. And I've got a couple different things that I'm working on. One of the things that I'm doing right now is looking at taking my writing um, more external to just uh, Medium and the two Substack newsletters that I have. Mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm working on pitching publications um, online or otherwise mm -hmm. where there is a space for the, the conversations that that need to happen, particularly about um, women in midlife. I mm -hmm. just spoke to an editor today that has a website that's geared specifically nice. toward midlife women and looking at their content and sort of filling the gaps of what do we, what do women need to know? Um, because what I keep going back to is how can I reach people that feel overwhelmed with where they are mm -hmm. or feel unseen? And so I want to continue doing the work that reaches those groups of people that uh, either don't have resources or don't have the, the folks around them to say, hey, are, are you paying attention? Because mm -hmm. especially uh, women in midlife have a tendency to feel invisible. There's a, mm -hmm. a certain thing that happens to us around 45 where the world seems to tell us that we no longer have any purpose or business in the world. Mm -hmm. We can't have kids anymore because we're too old or we have kids like like me that have left the 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 house. And yeah. so our role as a mother is done or it never started or we're divorced mm -hmm. and we're no longer wives and, and our we're questioning our careers and everything, and it's a lot to sit with. So I want to continue to try and, and get some of that information out um, to reach a wider audience by connecting yeah. with more publications. Um, with the work that I'm doing with sort of this late in life ADHD diagnosis, that's where I'm really feeling um, compelled to do work in that arena right now, because yeah. Uh, I started talking about it on social media on an unlikely platform, which was TikTok, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, just odd to be 48 years old and on TikTok to begin with. But what I realized is there, there is a, a mass, a mass of mm -hmm. women who are um, after 40, either not realizing that they may have this issue or mm -hmm. they've just recently been diagnosed. And there's an entire story there. Yeah. There are reasons why there are societal issues. There is so much that is connected to the female experience of living your entire life with a brain disorder and not realizing it and then feeling compelled to do work to help women in that place. Um, yeah. I, I joke around that uh, my life right now is just a continual process of toddler proofing my life, except for I'm the toddler. I'm the toddler. So uh, whether it's looking around my life and, and and getting rid of everything that is a distraction to me, trying to understand my brain and just going through this and mm -hmm. 
realizing that as I do it, I'm just writing it down and putting, you know, coaching modules together to say, okay, let's all toddler proof our mm -hmm. own spaces and creating the tools that I need because a lot of them just don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's nothing out there that's like, Hey, middle-aged woman who has been dealing this with this for 40 years, let's, Let's tell you how to deal with the crushing self-esteem that you have had because you just thought you were horrible at being an adult. You're not mm -hmm. horrible at being an adult. You have a brain disorder. Disorder, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so I, trying to trying to reach that um that demographic so that I, I hate the idea of people feeling alone. I just I can't stomach it. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I mean, it's really great that you've taken this opportunity to again plunge yourself into this, you know, world of like, I am needed for help and I want to also help at the same time. So it's like, again, it's like, you're a fantastic individual and I have no, I have no question that what you're going to do with the opportunities given and taking and just again, you, you're going to make a big difference in this world and what you've created and what you're going to do with what you're curious about too, as well. So I have nothing but kudos and, and applause for you and, and everyone that you experienced and, and touched in, in your world. So again, um, I just am very impressed by who you are and what you've created. And again, I have, anytime you want to come back, please come back. Let us know what's oh, going anytime, on. Anytime. Um, so this has been a joy. Thank you very much. If you will do me the honor, if you will let everyone know where they can find you online and where they, uh, all the website stuff. And then if you have any events coming up in the future that you're going to be a part of that you want to just share out there too, go right ahead. The floor is yours. Sure. Um, so everything is centered on my website. Uh, yeah. My website is vanessatory.com. And there you can find my writing um, and that connects to both of my Substack newsletters. So my Substack for uh, meeting in the middle is vanessatory.substack.com. And then late to my own party is obviously late to my own party.substack.com. But all of those, there's links on my website there. Um, and so people can also click and get to the podcast over there. There's mm -hmm. links to all of the social media. Um, and that's basically where I house everything sort of centrally located right there on my website, vanessatory.com. Nice. All right. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, we do have our little bit at the end here. You can hear every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. All the social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know who you wanted next and we'll try and get that to happen. And last but not least, we always say kisses, hugs and belly rubs to our four legged friends. And we will always see you on the next one. Good night. Goodbye, y'all.